0: I want you to stop talking and start
1: drinking. You're listening to The Modern Drinker. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Uh, We can do
2: that because it's a celebration as we switch into the second hour, which we... uh Uh, called the Modern Drinker Show, and we do a lot of libations and beer and wines and and a good one here tonight as we sit at the chef's table, Uh, Greg Hollenbach and Jay Parker, live from the Bindery Eatery Market and Bakery at 1817 Central Street uh, in Highlands here in Denver, Colorado. If you get off on I-25 and just head west, uh, you'll be right there on Central Street. It's 20th Avenue that you want to get off on on I-25 and then you just uh, float right in, hit that parking garage that's right next to you'll see the bindery they have 55 parking spots and i can tell you firsthand that they're listed as restaurant jay that's right. restaurant parking that's right that's where i parked <laughs> and we're there it's safe and sound it's covered parking and as we come in uh this is a cool one if we continue our conversation with the uh chef proprietor chef linda Hampson fox welcome back to this hour of the modern eater show thanks guys yeah cool and uh chef jake riley here's the executive chef And uh, Chef Extraordinary and Butcher as well. Chef, welcome back to the show. Here we go. Um, Coming into this, we were talking about uh, butchering, and and I noticed in your bio that you love not wasting, which I think anymore these days is a very big part of um, being responsible inside of a kitchen. So, uh, snout to tail, using all of the things within a kitchen, Uh, where do you even begin with that, Chef?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, sourcing our meat and really just finding those right cuts. And then, like we were talking about earlier, making all our stocks in-house. So just trying to utilize every part of it, every portion of that. Um, The fine cuts, right, Chef Linda? We're sitting
2: here looking at the black and blushing New York strip being prepared in front of our eyes right there. So you take these delicious fine cuts, uh, Chef Jake, and uh, they're no-brainers. But then the rest of the things, you know, what are some uh, some of the uh, after the byproducts that left over that you mentioned a stock, right? That yeah. you can utilize. Oh,
0: yeah, Jake's amazing at that. I mean, we every week have a big stock making session where. Um,
3: throw it in right I mean, is that basically the way
2: that yeah.
0: it is
3: yeah well our beef stocks will typically use knuckle bones that's coming out of the knee right by, right above the femur or the actual femur bones mm-hmm. marrow bones and those roast down and they cook for about a day and a half very cool until the bone comes nice and soft other things that you, like your passion inside of a kitchen. I saw you over
2: here uh, working diligently as the tickets come in, fulfilling the tickets and those types of things. Are you, are you kind of a methodical type of chef with how you approach things in the kitchen?
3: Yeah, I like to see that everyone's working together, keeping that communication moving along. And
0: Yeah, the communication is essential, especially since we have this expansive kitchen and we have two different lines happening, and they're thin together. And uh, I know in... Uh, starting this project, um, Jake and I have worked together for how many years, Jake? Uh,
3: seven, almost eight years. Uh, yeah,
0: seven years. And there was no one else that I could envision doing such a, um, you know, not complicated, but definitely um, uh, ambitious project with. Um, Jake has been my my wingman for years, and I rely on him completely for his um, opinion and his skills. Um,
2: Trusted and proven,
0: absolutely. And
2: that, and really trust in the kitchen, and being proven, and and knowing uh, the kitchen itself, and and who the camaraderie, and who you're working with. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing. On, and and where would you guys meet?
0: Yeah, you know, we met by chance um, in Boulder and um, uh, had some discussions about food. And I was working, doing a lot of private um, events and needed some more help. And, and just said, hey, you know, can you, can you come and, and, and chef at one of these events? And, and then it was like the deal was sealed. Um, we, we haven't been apart since then. And again, for me, um, Jake's the executive chef, um, sh- I'm the chef owner, but we really collaborate. I, we sit down, we talk about ingredients, decide about ideas. Development of this menu in particular, there was a lot of thought in um, uh, refinement. Um, my life, my experience, different things. Jake gets it done. He's the one that kind of brings all those elements uh-huh. together and really makes it happen.
2: I love that, Chef. Uh, we just had a dish sitting down in front of us right now. What are we looking at?
3: Yeah, so this is going to be our bouquet garni. It's um, a lovely, it's beautiful spread wow. of some nice little greens. You have your your baby romains, the red and green. This is a lola rosa. Um, some edible flowers in there. There's this pistachio crumble.
0: And a beautiful lemon uh, aioli-like dressing. And what's interesting about this is the bouquet garni is something that's quite different than what we would normally see as a salad. That is an element... Jake, do you want to talk about the bouquet? I mean, typically we're, we're putting a bouquet garni in stocks or in different dishes. And now we've created a salad that's... Uh, a bouquet and thus the edible flowers
3: yeah yeah and it's driven with a lot of fresh herbs mixed inside of there Mm -hmm. it's it's very approachable it's beautiful you almost
2: don't want to eat it it's just so thoughtfully put together Um, but the taste I'm sure is extraordinary especially from your fresh ingredients that you have here at the bindery as we sit at the chef's table and everything that we're describing we've added a new element tonight uh, our instagram we're live on instagram and you can just seek that out of the modern eater instagram and check out what we're looking at here at this chef's table jake it's fun to sit down with you and we're going to be friends that uh whether you like it or not we're stuck together for a little while we love the binary we want to do everything that we can to enhance the thing so as we get to know us throughout the weeks and the months ahead I think there will be a lot of things that we'll be able to sit down and talk about, and you'll be able to educate us, lead us down the path that we're looking for, because I really think that... um The high tides raise all ships. And if we're all uh, riding that same wave, we can't can't fail. And and I really appreciate you opening up your chef's table to us. Yeah, hey,
3: thanks a lot, Greg. Really looking forward to that. It's so cool. There he is. Nice to meet you.
2: And and we've met your wife as well. Yeah. Uh, She's just a really neat gal. It's it's all in the family here, huh, Chef Linda?
0: Absolutely. Um, Rachel is in charge of our events, and she's been um, spearheading some of our social media. And the same thing, um, Rachel's been working with me for many years. She's invaluable to me, and this is just such a lovely family. Uh, these guys have um, three beautiful children, Harlan, Molly, and Maggie, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's definitely a family.
2: It really is. Uh, Chef, thank you so much and look forward to just uh, collaborating, exchanging ideas, different techniques. I, I'm one of those people that's like a sponge. I just want to learn. And I know, oh, you're pointing at my knife, Chef Lynn. Now this knife. Okay, let me, can, do you mind if I do this here real quick? You should oh, talk please, to him. Okay, so here's the knife that I got. Now, I am really into uh, cooking and classes and those types of things. Well, I was turned on to this knife that is was forged in uh, Almazón, Spain. Did I pronounce that correctly, Almazón? And Almazón, Spain, um, there are some Serbian guys that do a cooking show called uh, Almazón Kitchen. And a part of that is that they cook with this knife. Now, at first blush, this is kind of like a bush knife, right? It's a little heavier. It's going to be more for a kind of outdoor cooking. Type. Yes, Linda?
0: Wow, so
4: that's pretty cool. That,
0: that that's
2: kind of like an heirloom knife. Now, they don't send them through the mail really all that sharp because they, you know, they don't want it to yeah. wreak havoc in the mail. So they say, we're going to send you this knife, but this should last generations and generations. And I am I have the chef's version of this. This is the Bush version that's coming. But it's a little heavier. It needs to get real sharp. Can I ask you just an esoteric question about sharpening a knife? Yeah, I, sure. I
3: kind of have a, is the stone the best way to go to sharpen your knife? Yeah, you definitely want to use a stone. Stone, taking it to a grinder will diminish your blade. And I didn't want to do that either. Uh, do
2: you, is there something maybe we can do a little, uh, you know, obviously not tonight and when you're busy, but I'd love to sit down and listen, look at the proper technique to uh, sharpening a knife and maybe doing a little video on it as well for others that uh, aren't well-versed on yeah, it like myself. Yeah, that would be a
3: lot of fun. This is it a
2: cool knife? No? Definitely. Huh? Wait, yeah? Okay. I look at your wall of knives right there. Jay, show their wall of knives right there. Um, and I'm sure a lot of them are in use. But uh, a knife is just so important, to uh, one that you like in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, and you can see some of the guys have brought in their personal favorites as well. Jake's got a couple, but um, usually uh, the chefs definitely Some want. of them are
2: hand-me-downs. And, and I knew a guy from Old Major, I want to say, who said, yeah. uh, I'm a third-generation butcher, uh, a meat processor, and he's breaking down some meats. And he says, this is my grandfather's, and he owned like a...
1: Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater.
5: Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things.
6: Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers in Denver. Need a break from the holiday hullabaloo? We'll stop into Brews Beers and kick back. We make lots of badass Belgian-style beers that get rave reviews. And for the holidays, we've cooked up some very special beers, including a spicy golden ale with citrus notes, a quadruple with black currants, Hellraiser Golden Strong, and coming soon, our Belgian-style champagne beer, the only one in Colorado. It's brewed once a year and not to be missed. We're in the Midtown community at 67th and Pecos. And if you're looking for some great holiday gift ideas, we've got those too: cool brewery apparel, limited bottlings of small batch brews. And for your special friends, there's the World of Belgian Beers Tasting Class. A totally unique experience. Don't forget to stock up on Crawlers for your holiday parties. That's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at www.bruzbeers.com. We're dog friendly indoors and out, so come on in and experience some Belgian style badassery.
7: Hello, this is Sam Kellajoni from
3: Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, and you are listening to the Modern Drinker on the iHeart Radio Network.
2: Okay, back live from the bindery. This is a cool thing because Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Jay, we don't get to really... We experience a lot of cool remotes, but this is an all-time first being at the chef's table inside of this beautiful wide-open kitchen on a Saturday evening during dinner service at the
4: Bindery here in uh, the Highlands. It's it's so much fun. It's, pitch, it's picture perfect, Greg. And I mean, it's one thing to go out and have a nice dinner because we do that often, uh, but it's another thing to be inside of the kitchen. And I can't explain to you. Go to Instagram, search out The Modern Eater, and watch our live stream on What's Happening in front of us, and it, it'll it'll paint the picture. It's beautiful.
2: Here's the problem, though. Once you open Pandora's box like this, I'm gonna uh, the rest of my life is gonna be sad. I know. Until we get back here.
4: <laughs> well, that's why we rub elbows with the right people, and we and we keep those uh, relationships strong because yeah. uh, we don't want the we don't want the nosebleed seats again. Here she is. She brought us down that rabbit hole because there's no
2: turning back once you've ex- experienced this chef's table at the Bindery. And Chef Linda Hampton Fox rejoins us right here along with uh, your GM. And Zach Sanders at the chef's table. Uh, Chef Linda, Zach, here we are, right? That's right. Cool stuff. Yes, Linda.
0: Yeah. So, um, again, uh, starting next week, we will have our first guest coming in for the experience. Have they been picked? They have been picked. And we are going to do this seating once a week uh, for the meantime. And we've got a pretty big container full of cards that are coming in. Uh, people are filling them out with their check. We've put out the little lottery card. So they're dropping their email. Let's and then, back it
2: up just a little bit yes. on how this works. Zach, okay. are you in on it? Do you know how all this works? Okay. So let's back it up to where we're at a chef's table in your kitchen here at the Bindery. It's a lottery process. It's just what it sounds like, right? You fill out. Uh, you give your business card. You fill out an email. How do you enter the lottery for the chef's
8: table? Uh well how you enter it in terms of getting in getting a seat here at the table yeah how do you even get in contention to get picked? um i I think the first first and foremost is like you said filling out that card and then uh, we collect them all um picked at random and then it's prepaid uh, also there's no exchange of money at this uh at the table so you can just relax let us take care of um you as the guest the entire time let us do the pairings and the food and um, you relax and enjoy the kitchen and the vibe
4: uh, Jay Parker yeah. here, I'd like to jump in For my, the first thing that pops into my head I want to take care of the server or the chef, how does gratuity work in something like that
8: yeah, that's a great question. We were actually just talking about that today. Um, and uh, we were thinking of having that taken uh, the gratuity. 50%. Fi- there you go. Yeah. I want 50
4: <laughs> <laughs>
8: Yeah, <laughs> minimum 50%. Well,
2: listen, it. 125 bucks. you get four seats. Is it any more than four seats, you guys? If so people are hearing this and they're like, hey, this is cool, but I want a company party in your kitchen.
4: You can fit five. I'm telling you that. From where I'm standing, you can fit five people. So it's four. So it's four. They're they're,
2: they're sticking to four. Uh, Cocktails are coming out, um, and we're going to catch up with Caleb Purcell as these cocktails come out. But let's finish up on the chef's table. So so just so you can understand this, you come in, you fill out a card. It's your chance to be drawn randomly for a a one-time-a-week access to your chef's table in Your Kitchen, Chef Linda, hosted by yourself and your GM, Zach.
0: Exactly. And most importantly, by our chefs on the line. Um, right and, in
2: front of us. Yeah. I and, can touch them.
0: And both sides. They will um, collaborate with both of us, but there's a lot of creativity and inspiration that are going to be coming from these guys and interaction with them. Although we haven't spoken with them tonight, um, they are also a part of that That the host um you know they're going to be delving into maybe some particulars about the kinds of things that you like or um can't eat uh if you have certain allergies um it's so they're going to interact
8: with
2: the guests as well
0: oh my god absolutely they're going to be primarily um interacting with you as you sit here um hopefully i mean it's time so questions
2: what's in the dish Uh...
0: yeah Absolutely, cool. you know the line gets pretty busy in different moments. But the idea is for them also to um, uh, show off a little bit of their their skills and their creativity. It's it's you know we do a set menu for a certain period of time. We're a seasonal restaurant. We're going to go through a bit of a menu change in in January. Um, although uh, I think there's a lot of signature dishes on this original menu. It's going to be hard to leave some of them. We may get some pushback, but it's a great opportunity for them to be more creative uh, day in and day out. They're doing um, similar dishes that are, are very strong and, and well conceived, but they they want to have some fun. So it's an opportunity for them to play and and you know us to, to bring it all on. And, and, you know. It's kind of like
2: show let's show off. This is what we've trained for.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> right. the, the guys are gunning for it. They can't wait.
2: Uh, so it really is an exclusive, um, uh, exclusive appointment here at the bindery to be able to. Once we so Saturday is is when you do this.
0: Well, actually. Um you know We're here with you guys today on a Saturday, and that could probably be our second seating of it. We are probably being uh, most likely going to host this on a Thursday night. Ooh, um, okay. Fridays are, are pretty chaotic, yeah. and we weren't sure you know, how smooth it would be tonight as we did this dry run.
2: You want the soft touches, though, too. I yeah. mean, as much as you want to be busy and, yeah, and up to your eyeballs, I think you want to have that time to be able to take the care.
0: I, I think most importantly, I want the guys to have the time. To be able to interact with the guests, and so we are planning to have this on the Thursday night once a week, and uh, and as needed we may add an additional night in the week. We'll see how that goes. Uh,
2: Very well-appointed kitchen with um, you think of okay you're you're gonna put us in a kitchen at the chef's table, Jay, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so here you go. So it's like do I want to sit in a hot kitchen with? Chefs and uh, wait, hold on! Don't go anywhere, Linda. We'll do this because we've got a good full segment uh, coming up next. But you're you're in the you're in the chefs uh, in the kitchen. You're at the chef's table. I am. I feel like um, I, I'm in a climate control atmosphere. I've got great air conditioning that's coming down on me. The table is just so pristine and clean with the things that you would want. The kitchen is in full
4: swing right now, and you're in the middle of kind of like the eye of the hurricane storm. Wouldn't you call that? I think that's a great uh, uh, metaphor or uh, analogy, whichever one applies, because I can't remember. It's, uh, you know, unless you're here, Greg, it's hard to describe how it is. It's controlled chaos. So everybody's running around you doing a certain job, and yet there's enough room to where you're comfortable. You can dine. I mean, as we're doing the show, you know, we're handcuffed by... Having to do the show, sure. but you can imagine when you're sitting here and oh, you you focused just, on conversation uh, and, and and enjoying the yeah. meal, and right above you is is this uh, million dollar ventilation yep. system to where you are comfortable and you yep. don't have that that feeling of being in a hot kitchen. Settle in, relax. Uh, let
2: Zach and Linda take care of you here uh, at this chef's table. Zach, um,
8: with the chef table in uh, in particular. How many courses will come through here? We're looking about maybe five to seven. Um, but, seven. I guess seven is the goal. Holy So is it to put aside two hours out of your schedule? At least. I mean, we're probably looking closer to three. I think yeah. it'd be ideal so there's nothing being rushed and um, to get the full experience. GM, the voice of GM. Uh, there's another show going
2: on. <laughs> Are you trying to listen? Uh, Zach, stick around. Uh, want you to have this seat. But we also want to do this. Chef Linda. Um, You've spoken so highly of this gal, and Kayla's going to come in, your bar manager, Kayla Purcell. Uh, Give it an introduction tease, all right? Because Kayla, don't speak yet, Kayla, because we're going to take a quick break, but Chef Linda's going to tease coming back who we're going to be speaking to. I
0: I don't even know where to begin. Um, Kayla is, (laughs) is just a rock star. I am so lucky and happy that She has developed our entire beverage program here at the Bindery from our incredible wine selection and um, the cocktails that are just uh, so beautiful. She's looked really hard at my aesthetic. We worked together for some years before opening the Bindery and uh, she knows my style of cooking. We spoke about our priorities leading into the development of this program. Uh, The use of nuances, of flavor, um, fresh juices, um, organic ingredients, flowers, infusions. And Kayla has just, I I mean, beyond my wildest dreams, done such an incredible job.
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk to her because I was reading her bio, and I think it said something like she fell in love with booze when she was 11. Or something like that I
6: which, know, which i'm exaggerating I, I, I that know, a little bit
0: not the case at all which i think is really interesting she kind of came to uh this profession a little bit late in in really in life although she's a, a young a young lady um but her palette has been developed in a way that i think is just astounding for for someone um of her age and uh Again. Quite the
2: lead-in. I can't wait to talk to her. I know you guys are looking forward to it as well. Uh, bar, bar manager and um, d- developed the uh, bar program, Kayla Purcell. She's going to come up next. Uh, Zach uh, GM is going to stick around as well and kind of just lead us down the road that we need to be led down. Zach Sanders is here with us at the chef's table. Chef Linda Hampson Fox is going to step aside just for a segment or so and then rejoin us when we talk uh, wine and with Scott Hornick from Synergy, a wholesaler. Um, that's here locally in Denver, Colorado with wine as well. So we'll come back. We'll take that break. We're looking forward to it. Guys, uh, all set for the next segment? Let's do it. Let's take a break. We'll come back live from the Bindery. And while Linda's not on the headset because I didn't want to make her blush in front of this, but you guys are here with me. Um, She loves every one of you guys. (laughs) We love her. And uh, you can really tell. um, Just everybody is kind of all in this together and with such a a young restaurant that's really getting your footing, trying to figure out where you fit in this town. Right. Um, I think that you're going to do well, very well. Uh, Let's come back. Live from the Bindery, it's the chef's table, the Bindery Eatery Market and Bakery. It is all that and more. 1817 Central Street here in Denver, Colorado. Check them out, thebinderydenver.com. 55 parking spots. So if you're struggling, you're downtown, you're looking for a place that you can just coast in, um, get a delicious drink or a glass of wine, and have some uh, absolutely thoughtful uh, dishes. The cuisine is amazing from uh, Chef Linda Hampson Fox's wonderlust of Traveling the World and the indigenous cuisines that uh, she puts together and has them available for you. So come on in and park. It's very easily easy. They have 55 spots. Uh, cover parking. Come on in, friends and family. You're going to enjoy yourself at the Bindery. We'll be back in a flash. Greg back, Jay Parker live from the Bindery. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
1: This is Charlie Papazian. You can try, and I'll probably say yes. You're listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages. Homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field. Plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy'sGourmetHotDogs.com
2: Okay, we're going to jump back to the chef's table at the Bindery. But right now, let's talk about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke, A-Plus Beverage Solutions, he's installing draft lines for uh, pretty much all the biggest players you know. He's the most trusted man in the industry, and I love him because he's a family man, a family man that really pays attention and detail to uh, other family-owned and operated businesses. Tap 14. Uh, locally owned and operated business is expanding to their new cl- location next to Keegan Gerhardt and D-Bar on 19th Avenue. He's installing 70 tap lines, right, Jay? A seven zero, that's a lot. 70 tap lines, and he's pouring efficient uh, beer. You want efficient beer because if you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get an A-plus on your report card. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions at 720-272-272. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Beer is
8: good. Beer is good. Beer is good.
3: good. Hi, this is Jim Cook from Sam Adams, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeart Radio. Cheers. Let's
10: go drink some beer.
2: We drink a lot of beer, but we also love wine and libations as we sit here at the chef's table. At the bindery, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Chef Linda Hampston Fox. She stepped aside. Jay, it was like Linda said, "I'm going to stick around for maybe
4: one segment, two segment." I think she <laughs>
2: wants the show. I think she love.
4: She's a natural, right? She's an absolute natural, and she's just she's gifted in the way of the kitchen. And, and Greg, she's one of these ladies that when you're around her for five minutes, you're you're in love. I mean, you really are from her passion with the business and the to, people around her and, to and how, the food. Exactly, you can see where her passion comes from. Yeah. My my passion comes from looking at this delicious
2: drink that's staring me down right now, going, Greg, drink me, drink me, drink. Give me a that uh, Joining us here at uh, the Binary at the chef's table. Here they are. Um, We've got the GM, Zach Sanders, and we're sitting with Zach, and we're introducing to the program right now Kayla Purcell, uh, bar manager here at the Bindery. First of all, welcome to the show, and thank you. Thank you. This is so cool. Bring that mic right up close to you so we can hear those beautiful dulcetones tones, and just sit back, relax, and let's talk about libations and all the things that make up the Bindery. I said to Chef Linda Hampson-Fox, um... I said, Chef, you know, your kitchen's running so smoothly, and, and that's great. It's a good a good element to have for a restaurant, but you have to have your bar program. You just have to, right? And that's where you come in, and uh, just a uh, coveted and so uh, highly talked about. Where do you begin when you start to develop a bar program, when you look at the chef and the menu and, and her thoughts and her travels and those types of things? Where do you begin?
7: Um, I kind of started just in working with Linda for a, a few years, um, kind of observing how she does food and how she develops her own menu. And it's all very creative, very innovative, um, using a lot of seasonal ingredients and just in, like so many ingredients that you would never expect. And um, I started the bar program by kind of observing where she came from. So she started in Poland. She was born she is Polish. Uh, lived in Italy. Um, has traveled all over the place, obviously, yeah. to learn her craft. And so I mirrored a lot of our spirits um, off of that. I love also drinking, so um, sure. I've we chosen. All do. Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: and and but you're the customer. Uh, and please, everybody, just jump in. Let's just have an open conversation here. Um, Zach and Kayla here with us from the Bindery. Myself, Greg and Jay. The, the drinker's becoming more sophisticated, don't you think? To where they're looking at ingredients, that they're looking at source, sourcing, they're looking for um, thinking about seasonal types of things. I think that that's very important. Uh, we want to drink, but we want good drinks, right?
8: Absolutely. Yeah.
7: Where,
2: where do you go with that, Zach?
8: Well, I, like you said, Greg, I think uh, the guest's palate has evolved a little bit more, especially in a city like Denver, where people aren't just drinking uh, rum and cokes, it's, uh, they're looking for a little bit more, and Um, I think one of the great things that Kayla brought to the Bindery is this really creative menu that focuses on seasonality and on things that you find and look for in the fall or winter seasons. Um, We've brought that together. And um, like that cocktail that you're enjoying right now, the Northside Pride is kind of one of the things that... We sell a lot of here. It's uh, one of the- Jay Parker yeah. here, you
4: guys. I want to just jump in and say, what is the Northside Pride? What am I looking at? I, and I want to say a variation on a Manhattan
2: or an old-fashioned. It's kind of in between to me. Maybe I mean, talk about that.
7: It's a pretty glorious booze bomb, if you ask me. <laughs> That's um, why I like it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, boy. So I really love aged rum, and I think rum and bourbon combine really well, and a lot of people don't know about aged rum. Yeah. A lot of bourbon drinkers don't know that they would like it, but they had a terrible experience. Yeah. College uh-huh. or before then. Um, so, this guy involves bourbon, rum, and Amaro, which is a bitter Italian liqueur, Ramazzati specifically, um, and a little bit of Carpano and um, black strap bitters, which bring in that beautiful, like, Ooh. baking spice yes. kind of vibe in there. Um, it's meant to be extremely smooth, easy to drink, but also be pretty high in alcohol. Nothing in there is not alcoholic. So the ice.
4: It's a big one. Uh, <laughs> well, you're all right with the ice. That's the leveler. Why, why, oh, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mixer. Why do I hear like a very sophisticated Long Island? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I I hear deliciousness, it's, and seeing it, it, it just makes it even much uh, that much better.
2: So the libations are great, and the craft cocktailing again. We, you've got people all over town that are really doing a great job. You know, Hearth and Graham and Williams and Graham, and and the the list goes on and on. But elevating your game how do you where do you get your inspirations from where do you, how do you you can't just stop you have to keep evolving you have to keep being on top of it right where do you where do you begin with that
7: you know, I love to visit a lot of different bars and cool, see what's cool. going on. That's the way to do it. And also do a lot of reading. Um, I'm always thinking about like what could be better about cocktails. Mm-hmm. And I know that Denver kind of has a pretty heavy focus on classic cocktail bars, right. which is lovely. Like I love classic mm-hmm. cocktails, but I think that it's really great to push forward. And one of the things that, as a bartender, I've loved to do is introduce people to things that they didn't know that they liked. Um, which has been the drive. like Putting a spirit in a cocktail that maybe someone might not order because they're like, ooh, I'm not really huge on gin. It's like, well, why don't you try this out and let me know what you think and if you can even taste the gin.
2: Here's a leader on it. I mean, you've got a gin drink that's leading it, the, uh, Run the Jewels. And talk about this cocktail just for a moment here because it looks very thoughtful.
7: It's awesome. So it's based off of a bijou, which is a classic cocktail, typically... Um, gin, green chartreuse, and sweet vermouth, which represents emeralds for the sh- green chartreuse, rubies for the sweet vermouth, and diamonds for the gin. Um, and this is kind of a riff on that. Is what, that what,
2: it? Uh, uh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm, neither of these I are I was going to say, boy, that looks a little bit uh, purple there yeah. for that gin drink right <laughs> this there. Guy's which which is that guy that's sitting this in front of us? This is the
7: Like My Heart, which um, is it's black in color, yeah. for those of you listening. so um, we got Hey, we've got the Instagram live there. <laughs> <Yes>. Hey. <laughs> hey, Instagram
2: Live. That's right. hey old uh, But if you didn't know any, it served out of a wine glass. I maybe mistake mistaken for that until I see a little bit of the residue on this. What's in that drink right there?
7: So that guy is a little bit of gin, green chartreuse, pear, ginger, shrub, um,
3: Ooh.
7: and good Lord. I'm forgetting right now. I'm so nervous. No.
3: You're, <laughs> fucking,
2: you're not nervous. You're doing Tell great. Tell um, us. Is uh, it on the menu right there? It is. There you go. Uh,
7: so... <laughs> tequila, which typically this is based off of a last word. It's usually with gin, but I put tequila in there instead, and then a little bit of maraschino, and then charcoal, activated charcoal turns drinks that dark color without the taste really coming through. Um, And it's really fun to look at. When you put a fresh flower on it, it's like, whoa, it's shocking. And it's very fresh tasting. The lime comes through, the maraschino, and the green chartreuse is very herbal. It's like a beautiful kind of Trick. I love <laughs> to see...
2: Th- and Kristen joining us here at the chef's table, but she took a drink of that. And I love to... And you probably might like this as well, um, leading up the bar program, to see um, the look on somebody's face when they taste your cocktails, right? Mm-hmm. She had this, oh my goodness, look like... yeah, Right? That was a pretty good cocktail. And that's what it goes for. I want you to stick around. Um, Here's what we're going to do. We're kind of, kind of do a little bit of a segue into wines. And, you know, everybody loves a cocktail, but wines are a big, important part. Of, Absolutely. Uh, but don't go far. I, I want to at least give you a proper uh, farewell because this isn't sure. goodbye. Yeah. This is just goodbye for now. Okay. And I can tell right now, if you're going to come down, Zach Sanders is at the chef's table. Zach Sanders, along with Chef Linda, they're, they're going to take good care of you. And Zach, all night long, I have to tell you, I've been watching you, my man. And you, uh, and I've read your bio, um, you're very polite to where you don't need to stand out or take a bow or anything else. And even in your bio, I mentioned coming from a large family and being in the middle of of the family, a a middle guy, that... um, you were always used to family gatherings and people getting together and saying, I'll jump up and grab that for you. And you like to see the smiles on your face. And as I read this bio, I go, this, this guy doesn't exist. This isn't anybody that is actually, but you are that person. You just really uh, are all about other people and them being happy and enjoying themselves. That's really cool.
8: Yeah, and that's I think that's the the um, the feeling we want to create at the chef's table. Yeah, is for people to come in and not have to worry about anything, uh, to not want for anything, and to relax and have a great time and let us take care of you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, He's is really a cool right. guy. All right, so there he goes, and and you'll hear more from Zach Sanders, um, especially if we, if we fall in love with the binder and we do so many more things with them but Chef Linda Hampson Fox you can see how mindful she is of putting just the right people around her and that's just a, another instance so um, Kayla's going to stick around Kayla Purcell uh, she is the bar manager she developed this bar program it's sitting in front of us we we're talking about cocktails and those types of things But we'll come back as we segue into Scott Hornick, and Scott Hornick uh, with Synergy. They're a wholesaler, and uh, I'll tell you what, they're really doing the right things by making sure that their customers um, have the knowledge and provided with the right things in order to have a restaurant that uh, just goes from A to Z. So we'll cover um, wines, we'll cover... Um you know, what's the difference between a cava and a champagne or a Prosecco? And, and there are so many good things involved with this. So we'll come back. It's the geekiest of geeky as we do go down the last stretch right here from the chef's table in the Bindery, Jay. It's just our pleasure to be here. We'll come back and talk about that and wine. And you need to know what you need, a wine, uh, one wine. And we'll have him pick it out. Scott will pick it out, what one wine you need. Um, To entertain your guests for this holiday season Back in the flash, the Modern Eater Show Booze in the News, up next, all the booze news you can use Coming up on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio
1: You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day It's the Modern Drinker Show Rocker Spirits It's a distillery, it's a place to hang It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey. Rocker rum. Rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. 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 Now it's time for the Modern Drinker's Booze in the News segment.
3: I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Listen up. This
2: is going to be a fun one as we broadcast live from the Bindery here in Highlands, 1817 Central Street, Denver, Colorado, uh, 55 parking spots. So as you coast in and uh, get off on I-25 on 20th Avenue, just head west on, on Central and uh, right by Prost Brewing, you'll see a big parking structure there. Just park in there and this will be uh, the time of your life and especially if you enter in for the lottery of the chef's table, Greg Allenback Jay Parker, as we turn to uh, the libations and the bar program and even into wine and uh, I' coming down the home stretch we are live on Instagram first time that we've done that but I thought that it was a, a good element for a takeaway whether you're listening now or you check this video out later uh, on Facebook it's a cool thing so Caleb herself uh, bar program bar manager here. Um, she's still here with us, and we're going to introduce this gentleman r- right now, uh, Scott Hornick. Uh, welcome to the Modern Eater Show from Synergy. How are you, Scott?
10: I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
2: this is a cool thing. You're just going to take us to school. Why not, huh? Let's have fun. All right. Well, take, it, it, you got to end out with and strong, and Scott none better than you. So Scott, I do work out. Yeah. Uh, you do work out, okay, <laughs> and uh, you you look uh, very dapper this evening as well. Nice choices. Did you get Scott's uh, bow tie here? on really? the front and center. That's front and radio center.
10: attire, I think. That I, is. I heard.
2: Oh, you did. So well, we've seen uh, better and worse. So I, you're you're right in the middle. Uh, let's do this, Scott and and Kayla. Jump in anytime in between. But guys, here it is. You're, you're starting a restaurant, and people look to the experts and. You kind of have to do your homework, but how do you make sure, uh, and and let's just go to wine specifically, Um, how do you make sure that you're providing the best wine options for the guests of a restaurant to where they're looking to you to be the expert to do? Scott, you want to jump on that one?
10: I think, um, you know, the most important thing is that there's a sea of mediocrity, and what we most often see is marketing, and we see these heavy dollars and these brands, but where's the truth of the families and the farmers and the story that's behind all this? And what I love about Synergy and the company we work for and the the families we represent is we're talking about growers, we're talking about people that have been doing this forever, we're telling stories of regions that are the truth of what makes wine amazing. For those of us that love wine, we know we love the story, we love the history, and I didn't really know where you were
2: going to go with that, and I didn't know how to follow that, but I think that's a very important point, because every, every good brand, every good restaurant, every good wine, you have to begin with a story. You, you have to. And I think that maybe sitting down, and, and just to get you back on to the bindery just a little bit there, um, that the binder you have to listen to their story. And then from there, the wines, you may be able to do some suggestions from there.
10: Well, hey. and that's why Linda's here. That's why the team is here is her journey that led her to this perfect moment of delivering her passion and letting more people experience it than just in private catering events. And I think that's what's so cool. You know, about the Bindery and about everything they do here, that it's really heartfelt and unique. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of these cocktails and all the awesome things that, you know, she's selected I- anywhere else. I, I think that's always a telltale sign of, okay, I'm intrigued. Now, what? why did you pick those? Yeah, and um,
2: I have to believe, and we'll go to Kayla, a lot of it has to do with the menu, types of foods that you're serving, uh, pairings, right? People have more and more these days are
5: very important to them they want to what was being served
2: as well so you begin there right
7: yes everything is very food friendly and that's what we think about probably the most in deciding on wine
2: Scott, do you study a menu at first do you go in and look i mean where do we go with the wine
10: well, when we're offering suggestions, the number one thing is what's their mission? You know, where are they headed? What right. do they want the guests to experience? And menu has a huge element to do with it. What does the region look for? What do they like? Sure. I mean, different areas like different trends. So I think um, great restaurateurs like Linda and Kayla and the people that are operating the bindery, they look to match what the market wants. And here they want cool stuff. I mean, we're in a hopping beautiful place with lots of young energy, and I mean that by all ages, having young energy towards fun and the future, and so that's where Let's we Let's talk
2: wine. <laughs> How about we? So the cocavin and the kava that they use for the cocavin, uh, and we've had a chance to have delicious uh, cocavin, the dish tonight, which is uh, basically their boulder hen infused with wine, but she tweaked it up a little bit and said, we're going to use this kava. Kava, first of all, what is it?
10: So, Cava is sparkling wine from the Penedes, uh, and this is from Spain. And uh, one of the interesting things: a lot of people label Champagne as a whole category, mm-hmm. but Champagne is a region. It's something specific and special. And so, it's a varietal. Uh, well, it's a, it's a region. It can be Chardonnay, Pinot mm-hmm. Noir, and Pinot Meunier. But what's amazing about Champagne is something specific, and everything else is sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. Now, Cava is also its own thing, which they've really developed a huge name. Uh, and a huge following, but unfortunately, like we spoke of earlier, there's a lot of mediocrity in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. There's the name Cava, but then there's greatness and there's not. And so when you think of bubbles, they're like shaved truffles, right? Who doesn't love shaved truffles? But how often can you have great shaved truffles and afford to do that? Champagne's the same way. So this Casa de Valour really fits in that place where you get an amazing wine that's been aged on the lees, that is complex and interesting at a, a price that over delivers by a long shot, and that's what it's all about for that. Bubbles for the masses.
2: Bubbles for the masses, I like that. So you have the American, the Prosecco, you have the, and again, regional, and if you're a Scotch geek, you know that uh, you can only say Scotch if you live in that region of the world, and what we have here is whiskey. The thing, same things go along with champagne, and, and just sourcing it, and the things that you bring with the dish. Uh, as we billboarded uh, again, and I'll, and I'll go back and forth with both of you guys uh, with just a couple of minutes left, but what one thing that you would really say, you know what, here's something that's new, could be new or could be just something a centerpiece a treat that people need to provide for their guests during the holidays i think that's important uh do you do you have something as far as a cocktail that you would like to share or a wine scott
10: i think when you consider champagne or sparkling wine in general do you ever remember having a bad day when you drank bubbles no no you're celebrating and and we should celebrate life every day I think it's unfortunate in America that we consider it on just New Year's and on just a birthday when every moment is meant to be celebrated. So I think in the holidays, as I look to the holidays, I consider that as part of my centerpiece and how I build the wines that I enjoy. You're
2: right. I think you're right. Here's what I want to do with you, Scott, is uh, as we near the holidays, and we're going to be doing some fun remotes, we're going down to the Broadmoor, we're going to go to the famous Penrose Room, and uh, we're going to do some other things, but I want to do a, a, a full segment, maybe a half an hour, just talking wines and what you do. I just think that if we tap into that uh, uh, wealth of knowledge that you have, that would be a fun couple of segments, so let's keep in touch with that. What do you think? We will indeed. I think that's a cool thing. And then, Kayla, I I, I really appreciate appreciate your mindfulness and you're just one of those up and comers that's really hitting hard right now you're hitting hard in this business and people need to come in and see you here it's just so fantastic to be with you here tonight thank you all right we'll do that jay parker was fun right this was uh, more than fun this was a delight chef's table i think we have about 10 seconds left but we have to sh- uh, thank chef linda hampson fox and uh, everybody else around we'll be back next week and it'll be a good one uh, as we set up shop at uh intrepid sojourner beer project and it's a wonderlust uh, infused in beer